what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, innovators, uh, CEOs, hustlers, people in and around the world. All of you that are, you're in your thing, you're on your vibe, you're, you're building on something you believe in. You've probably done everything outside of the box and drawn outside the lines for a very long time. And it's all good. We hear you. We feel you. We're very much the same as are our guests. And I'd also like to, you know, just extend a shout out to all of you guys. The um, the numbers are skyrocketing and, uh, you know, we recently hit 4 million downloads. I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Um, and for any of our new listeners, uh, I'm Matt Gottesman. It's nice to have you here. Um, the, you know, founder of this podcast and several of the ventures, you can follow along at, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram. And of course, you can get in the conversation on entrepreneurship, creativity, uh, you know, that intersection in, at culture uh, and all things at, at HDF Magazine on Instagram. And of course, you can follow along at, at Hustle Sold separately on Instagram as well. Uh, and also appreciate all of the ratings and reviews that have been coming in. We really, we really uh, appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And I love getting all of the, um, the critique and everything. So thank you guys. Keep it coming. Uh, we have another really great show today. And, uh, you know, kind of keeping up with the theme of current times, we're going to be talking about adapting and pivoting especially during economic and societal climates that are maybe not as uh, certain and, uh, you know, are, are quite, you know, on the, on the outside right now, very difficult for a lot of people, um, you know, and having these, continuing these real conversations about what's going, uh, going on during it. And I've got a great guest, Peter Johnson. He's the co-founder and CEO of Fat Scooters and uh, talk about his bio here in a second. And, uh, you know, they're making some incredible pivots during this time, but, you know, I have found um, in any kind of crisis, um, you know, that we usually have to embrace what are we exactly experiencing um, professionally or personally. And once we are a little bit more understanding of what is actually happening, um, and even then, <laughs> there's no guarantees, uh, we take a step back and we have to kind of reassess, okay, like, how do I exactly work through this? Um, and, you know, and in the greater good of, you know, whether um, me, the people I affect in a business sense, the employees, the customers, how do we still bring value to the world and take care of the people that, you know, also take care of us, right? So it's a, it's a very unique uh, topic and conversation. And I'm really grateful that Peter wants to talk about this. And I'm sure he's got a lot uh, of experience with this already. So um, as I mentioned, he's the co-founder and CEO of Fat Scooters. And while he was born in Mesa, Arizona, he did actually grow up in Guam and was recruited to swim competitively for the University of Arizona. Uh, I am a uh, wildcat, so I appreciate seeing that. And then being a, a collegiate uh, competitive athlete, you know, as you guys know, really, it requires a lot of dedication and drive, right? Um, and it helped shape him into a leader that he is today. But that discipline is going to teach you something way beyond what you would have expected him as it has him. And, you know, in college, he recognized his natural talent for networking and business development. And he earned his bachelor's degree in communication with a minor in business. And as a serial entrepreneur, he started his first business when he was only 10 years old. I understand that. Uh, cleaning up neighborhood yards while balancing school and swim practice. After college, he helped grow his family's custom cabinetry business into a multi-million dollar company. He then transitioned to a hybrid world of tech, construction, and engineering as president of Ecopact, which is a sustainable product solution for the packaging, uh, storage, shipping, and distribution manufacturing industries. No small feats. And uh, the company became tremendously successful working with Fortune 500 companies across the globe. And then from there, he became president of Cloud Blue, an innovator in wireless communication devices and asset tracking. And then while running Cloud Blue, a friend, now his business partner, purchased an electric scooter from overseas to use and get around the neighborhood. And one ride and Peter was hooked. So he noticed several design flaws that could be improved. Uh, very entrepreneurial spirit right there. I think we're always trying to improve on ourselves and everything else. So, um, But after about a year of research and development, uh, Peter and two friends founded Fat Scooters, P-H-A-T, Fat Scooters. And then soon they, uh, they couldn't keep up with the demand. And the garage startup transitioned to a full-time business. Since launching in 2017, Fat Scooters has skyrocketed in popularity in the electric scooter market. And both commercially and as a personal lifestyle e-cruiser, it has received rave reviews from PGA players, professional athletes, celebrities, and more. 
and uh, you know, kind of this this notion of whether you're running errands or you're meeting up with friends or you know you're, you're out to hit a few rounds of golf. Uh, you know, everyone's really kind of embraced cruising around on this, this scooter. And then recently, they were planning on launching their new fleet delivery bikes later this year, which is kind of why we're here. And also, it's an amazing company. But um, you know, they felt like it was the perfect time to assist local businesses during this pandemic that we're in. And now Fat Scooters has organized a cost-effective finance program to assist other restaurants to ramp up their food delivery capacity. And the program can promptly equip restaurants with a fleet delivery e-bike on finance plan and will allow the restaurant to opt out of the program to three payments if needed. Um, but making this essential pivot um, for businesses to work with other businesses is vital, right? Collaboration over competition at this point. And in fact, it's really much about a value add. So uh, really appreciate what Peter's doing. We're going to talk a lot more about that. So Peter, uh, <laughs> thank you. I hope that, I hope that intro did you justice. You've got a lot yeah. going on. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I always say that the, the first question is always, is always the, the same, like, you know, how did we, how did we get here? Like what, um, and you can go as far back as you want, but, um, you've got an incredible background and I would love to, you know, how that led into, to fat scooters and then also, you know, and, and how you guys approach this pivot and then we'll kind of just go from there. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, say that, say I'm having a little difficulty with my speaker here. Can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can really go as far back as you'd like, but, um, you know, a little bit of context to the, the entrepreneurial journey, like how, how did, you know, talk a little bit about your background and, you know, what, that, what led up to fat scooters. And then we'll kind of start talking about the pivot you guys are going through right now. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you did a great job covering the background there. Uh, <laughs> right. and, you know, I mean, it, you know, all, all started when I, uh, was 10 and, uh, bought a, bought a blower and a weed eater and started hacking yards for, for people for money. Um, and that, you know, always my parents taught me to save my money and, uh, and buy my own things. So uh, it started there and then, and grew when I got to college, uh, and, you know, went through the swim program there at university of Arizona, um, you know, taught me a lot. And, you know, in, in college, I think the, the most important thing is, you know, obviously your classes are important, but, you know, you, you barely remember anything from from your college classes. Uh, and I think a lot of people are finding that out when they're homeschooling their kids right now, <laughs> trying, to, trying to remember their calculus. Uh, but, you know, it, it taught you a lot, it, just life lessons and getting through college, uh, learning to do your own laundry. I mean, uh, schedule your classes, all of that stuff played a big, important role, uh, I think, for me. And then the networking that I gained from it uh, and the relationships is what I've I've really uh, taken forward with me from there and and has helped me through uh, through the different businesses and things like that. So um, but, uh, yeah, I got out and started uh, had an auto glass uh, job right out of right out of college, uh, selling auto glass, which was uh, taught me, you know, really tough uh, sales um, and, and cold calling. And I think it's important for everybody that's going to, you know, uh, in life, whether you're in sales or not, um, you know, having some sort of a serving job or a cold calling job is just, uh, it teach you value, teaches you valuable lessons. Uh, you know, from there went to my uh, parents' uh, cabinet shop and, uh, my parents had moved back from Guam at the time and we had a custom cabinet business and that was, was great. Um, taught me a lot. We did, we went through the, uh, economic downturn in 2008, 2009, decided to shut that. And uh, we started uh, an aluminum pallet business. Um, saw a need for, other than wood uh, and plastic, aluminum was clean, lightweight, and, uh, and durable. So we, we went through and, and landed accounts like Boeing, Tesla, uh, Toyota, a lot of Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies, and did all their design packaging for them. And so that, you know, we had that for about seven years. And, um, and through that, we started a tech company called, uh, called Eco Tracking in Cloud Blue. And it was a wireless Bluetooth tracking device that go on the, go on the pallet. Um, we had that for a while. And uh, through that, uh, we had some projects going. And a buddy of mine that's an anesthesiologist came, came home with an electric scooter and said, you got to come take a look at this thing. And We'd been looking for cool ways to get around the neighborhood other than, you know, bikes and things. And uh, Bird and Lime didn't exist at that time. Uh, so I came over to his house and this thing was being delivered and had big fat tires on it. Uh, and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd seen uh, in, a, in a long time. And once I got on it, it was even more fun to ride. 
and we just got stopped. I mean, we couldn't go five feet down the road without getting people pulling over, getting out of their car and asking us what it was. And I said, well, that definitely have, have something here. So went back and uh, looked at the market, seeing if there was anybody else selling these things. They really didn't exist. I mean, uh, I think it was right now motorsports had a couple of these things and, um, and uh, they weren't, you know, sure when they were going to get more in. Um, and we kind of did business in China at the time. And uh, we uh, went over to China and found a factory and, um, about four months later, had our first production units in, uh, that was in February of 17. We started the company in July is when we started shipping actually production, our full production units. And we had 400 units in and said, Hey, you know, let's, let's make a go at this. Uh, if, if, uh, they sell, then we have, we, we've got something. If they don't, we had a good time doing it and we were able to at least make our money back probably. And uh, they started, we started pre-sales on Facebook and they just started flying off the shelves. Uh, so, um, you know, to date, I think we've got over 4,000 4, units in the marketplace. We've expanded to golf and um, food delivery. You know, all, we've got about six or seven different product lines now. And uh, so it's it's really been a fast ride, you know, in the, in the three years. And uh, it's been a lot of fun doing it. So. You know, it's it's interesting to listen to the story because you can see how, um, you know, how every new step, pre you know, prepared you for the next, basically. And I think that's that's so key in, in entrepreneurship in general, right? Like that uh, it's very, um, uh, this happened and then we had to pivot here and then this happened. <laughs> and, and also, right. I, I think it's great that, um, you know, you mentioned sales early on when you worked with Autoglass, then you, you know, and then embracing an economic downturn, um, you know something that's happening for everybody now and that's been happening for especially a lot of businesses for a long time is this idea of having to make shifts as you know the unexpected happens and i think the unexpected is now new for many more people <laughs> than it ever is before whereas we're like oh yeah i yeah, know i've seen many unexpected things and so there's different levels of um, everything from panic all the way to like all right, we're gonna have to make some changes, you know, and then everything in between, although that now everybody together is experiencing this kind of global uh, place that we're in, which is, you know, it's, it's so it's created a, a whole different dynamic. Um, you guys recently made some pivots because later this year, you, uh, you know, you're going to launch fleet. What's happening? How did you just say, okay, you know, first of all, how did you, how did you make the, the decision so quickly? You know, I, I think it's easy to talk about, oh, well, this is what we're doing now. But like for anybody listening, especially business owners, how did you assess what was happening and figure out how to make a decision to to pivot so quickly? Yeah, you know, we're, we're kind of I mean, I, I want to say part of it's luck, part of it's experience. Uh, you know, you always uh, fail. I like to say there's a great book called Failing Forward. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's uh, taught me a lot. You know, I have I haven't learned from my successes. You know, I've I've really learn from my past failures and then from other people's failures and, and advice and, and things like that. But, you know, last year we got in a real bind because we were out of our, we were out of product uh, for almost, you know, most of our products for almost seven months of the year, you know, throughout the year, uh, we got caught with our pants down um, with Chinese new year and things like that. And, uh, and so it was a, it was a real struggle and we probably would have doubled our sales if we would have had product in stock. So this year we, uh, we made sure that we, we fixed that and we, you know, have a ton of inventory in because we didn't want to want to have that same mistake. So the, the fortunate thing is I had, you know, we we wanted to get into food delivery. We saw, you know, with Uber Eats and Postmates and all these companies uh, doing that, we we found a product that was, uh, you know, the, the EV, the electrical vehicle market is is just changes on a, on a weekly, daily basis. Um, and, you know, laws with Lyman Bird and, you know, what counties are going to, you know, allow them and uh, with electric bicycles and things like that, speeds and motor wattage, you know, there's all kinds of things that go into it. And so uh, we we found a product uh, and, you know, developed this product that uh, was legal in the States uh, as a as a class two e-bike, has pedals, also has a motor um, and had a had a significant range um, and found that that you know the the big problem biggest problem with some of the uh, delivery third-party delivery services is you know the the, the uh 
people that they hire to that go drive for Uber Eats and Postmates and Grubhub, you know, they, they're using a gas powered vehicle. And a lot of times, you know, customers are dissatisfied because their food gets there, takes a while. Um, they got to sit in traffic, uh, things like that. And we saw, you know, a, a need for restaurants also to like, we had a lot of pizza chains reaching out to us, wondering if they could use our scooters to do deliveries um, to kind of save on some of the, uh, save on some of the fees that they were getting charged and uh, from these delivery services. So we came out with the product and it was received very well. So we brought in uh, 200 units uh, to start. And then all of a sudden, here comes a pivot. All of the trade shows that we were going to go show these at just got canceled. So, uh, you know, and we don't, we don't know when they're, you know, some of them saying they'll reschedule for, you know, June, but, you know, I think we all know that, that, you know, that really is, we have no idea what's going to happen with this pandemic and, and, uh, it's a daily, you know, hourly sometimes, uh, update on, you know, things that are going and, and things that are changing. So, uh, we saw, you know, an opportunity when the, when the restaurants pretty much just got the rug pulled out from them, uh, you know, several weeks ago, uh, on this deal, we said, well, here's, here's a way we can help. And, you know, I've got these units sitting there, the shows got canceled. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's try and give back to the community, you know, and, and show support, uh, for, for the local businesses that are out there that, you know, establishments that we've frequented. And, uh, so we made the decision to outfit a couple of these and, and donate them to the restaurants, um, to get them out there get them in use and, and help them, you know, get through these tough times. And, uh, it's been well-received and, uh, you know, and then, you know, we've also pivoted to try and, um, come up with a rental program, uh, for these companies that might not have the cash flow to buy a unit, but they can, you know, in, in turn rent the unit from us and, uh, you know, with no long-term contract, anything like that. Um, and, uh, so we've, we've kind of done, we've done a couple things like that, uh, with, with the business, but, you know, the restaurants is a, is a big one, I think right now for, you know, not just in, not just in Arizona, but in every state, you know, states that have gone on lockdown, things like that. You know, you have a lot of elderly people that are afraid to go into the grocery stores, uh, you know, afraid to go into restaurants. So they're, they're really relying on, on food delivery service right now. You know, there's, there's so much awesome in what you were you're talking about, because, you know, here you had one issue last year. And in terms of inventory, you end up stocking up an in inventory with preparation and plans for the new year as, as is life. <laughs> as his, as his business, and then the moment uh, you've got all this inventory and going to all these you know trade shows and and being out there publicly, boom! There's like there's like it's just like wiped away. All the events are like are done, and um, it's I always tell people it's interesting how we solve one problem, and sometimes as we solve it, something new comes up. That is business always, but it's interesting that when you instead of uh, staying in fear mode. You know, you actually take that, you know, and say, okay, we're now here with all this inventory. How can we add value to a a new paradigm shift that happened right out in front of us? And um, you know, kind of collaborate with all of these other people, these other businesses. So, I mean, I it's I guess sometimes it's like we might solve one problem and head right into a new one, but it can sometimes solve multiple things. And I think sometimes people forget that. Um, and so I, I think it's 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 great on 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 timing for your part to be able to actually add that kind of value to a lot of restaurants are are you seeing a lot of like restaurants and um you know and maybe even some of the grocery chains are they all kind of like embracing this right now and just saying hey like thank you like what what's been the feedback uh, right away yeah you know i mean we we really just started it a week ago as far as uh getting these things out there and we've had a lot of you know we've had uh you know new stations reach out and want to you know feature feature the restaurants and we've it's been a really great reception uh to it and i hope it continue that momentum continues to to go and i think there's you know there's a there's a lot of good even though there's a lot of negative on the news about this pandemic and you know there's there's uh, people dying and you know it's a serious it's a serious deal you know there is a lot of positive out there um and we try and focus on that and you know really try and keep keep the company focused on that because, you know, the, even though the events got canceled, I mean, the positives that come out of that are, you know, there's, even though there's lost revenue for these, for these uh, trade shows and things like that, um, you know, I haven't had to travel 
so I've been able to spend more time with my family. Um, I've also been able to focus on the business um, because I was traveling so much, going to these events and doing things. You know, it was, it was really, uh, you know, it's allowed us to really kind of come back and be here, be present at the at the office uh, every day, and um, and refocus on uh, get lean and mean, and and refocus our our marketing strategies. You know, things that, uh, and I think a lot of businesses, you know, where they it was just it, everything was such fa- fast paced, and it wasn't just us. I mean, I right. talked to other people out there. And you just saw the the world in general. It was just, I mean, everybody was going a million miles an hour, uh, and you know, it was tons of stuff going on. And it's really allowed people to focus uh, on things. And you know, people that we had reached out to in the previous trying to get, you know, them whether it was the food delivery scooter or something else or golf, and they're kind of like, well, yeah, I just don't have time right now. You know, uh, maybe hit me up next month or you know, next quarter. They're really now just now we're getting people uh, reaching out to us going, hey, it's time. You know, I've got plenty of time on my hands. Uh, let's let's uh, let's look into this and see if there's a way we can make it work. Um, so, you know, that that's been that's been really good uh, from from that standpoint um, to be able to refocus on the business and and, uh, you know, start dialing things in and and, uh, you know, on pro, pro, uh programs and things that we wanted to implement, but just didn't have the time to kind of really focus on them. It's, it's really been, really been good. I completely agree. You know, I, I think sometimes the part of being an entrepreneur is being like an eternal optimist, right? <laughs> we look at situations right. like what's happening and instantly we go for the positive, which, you know, depending on which uh, people we're talking to at the time can either love us or hate us for that. Um, but uh, I, you're right. I think everybody was going really fast. I think they were going way too fast. Um, and, I think when you unplug that from, you know, people from the system that was going so fast, that can have any number of emotions. Um, you know, what are you, what are you seeing from as a, as a business owner and an entrepreneur, you know, what kind of, what are some of the emotions that you're seeing from the employee side um, or from the, you know, and whether your owner or other businesses, because you're, you're obviously, you know, sure. have, you know, other friends. And then also like in, in terms of like the customers, um, because the shift is very real. And I, I guess the reason I'm bringing this up to you, by the way, is because while I'm profoundly optimist and constantly in that you know, place of gratitude and pivot, and we're thinking a certain way that's become natural from having taken so many hits to the body for so many years, that it's natural for us. I've recently almost been checked in a way from just you know, audiences that like it's not as natural for a lot of people. So um, how, what are you noticing with the shifts, you know, both in that employee and customer relationship and, and even in businesses? Sure. I mean, it, it, obviously things have changed and, and, you know, daily and weekly, you know, we have to make new changes, right? Um, you know, we stayed open and, and then, uh, it, it, then it was, well, how do we, you know, how do we, how do we change things in the office and the dynamics? And, you know, it was, uh, first, you know, a couple people that were non-essential. I mean, obviously we, we had to do a, a a round of, uh, a round of, uh, layoffs. Um, and you know, which is always, you know, tough to do. Um, and, uh, but you know, from there it was you know, looking at how do we keep, how do we keep people safe? Right. How do we keep people safe here? And so, uh, you know, putting hand sanitizers around, having the guys wear, wear gloves and, and, and masks and, uh, then having, you know, people, non-essential staff, uh, office personnel and, and marketing and salespeople working from home, you know, we've been fortunate, uh, to be able to be a, you know, an essential business in this time because we do provide, uh, vehicle transportation, um, and, and food delivery service. So, you know, we've, uh, more than now, like we've, we've seen our sales kind of increase somewhat because people are looking for things to do. They're home with their families, their kids, and, you know, they, at one point we're thinking about buying a scooter, but now it's like, well, there's only so many bike rides and walks around the neighborhood I, I can go on. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you can't go to the movie theaters anymore. There's no restaurants to go to. So no gyms. So it's, you know, it's, we've seen, I mean, just our, the neighborhoods are flourishing with people walking around and, you know, neighbors are friendly. They're saying hi. And, and, you know, it's been a, that's been a, been a great thing. Right. Uh, but you know, people are afraid right now too, um, as is, thing grows and uh you see people becoming infected and and things you know we 
we've seen our employees sometimes, you know, uh, you know, there's, we try and keep the rumor mill to, uh, to a minimum. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's a daily grind, uh, trying to keep, keep the guys, uh, positive and, um, you know, make sure that they're, they're, uh, following the, um, you know, the CDC guidelines of six feet apart and wearing masks. And, you know, we've, we don't allow test rides. So customers are allowed to come in. Uh, they don't come into the main building. We have a, uh, area that's a showroom that they can, um, come in with a sales salesman on a pre, uh, pre-appointment basis. And, uh, so we just, we really try and follow the guidelines and try and keep things, uh, cause we want to stay open. We want to be able to, uh, stay servicing the community and, and, uh, and stuff. So it's, it's very important for us to follow, follow that, you know, um, and do, do our part to, uh, to keep this to a minimum. Yeah. You know, it's, it is, it's a fine, delicate balance and much of, um, my circle are entrepreneurs, but I have heard from, you know, former MBA to, uh, just general people who've lost their job. And, and, and I get like, you hear that side of things, and um, I, sometimes I think the, the well, dep- I guess it depends on the organization that it's easy for the business, you know, to seemingly let go. And they don't often understand like it's actually hard on a lot of the entrepreneurs of like, I, I don't want to let these people go, you know. And I, I think I, and I think that sometimes they don't they, they may may or may not realize it depends on, you know, how many layers there are of obviously from the owner all the way to their position. Um, so I appreciate you, you know, you sharing that, like that it wasn't easy because I, I, I think that, um, was that, I mean, was that hard? Like, was that a, like, you know, reality facing that reality? Is that, is that, a, that, it, how did that feel making that kind of like decision? I mean, like that can't not be easy. No, I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, and we're, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're a fast growing company. I mean, we hired, you know, we went from being 15 employees like six months ago to being 48, mm-hmm. uh, wow. in a period of six months. Right. Wow. So it was tough. And then you know, trying to maintain that, um, you know, when you've got, you know, all of your events get canceled and you have somebody that's really their sole job is director of events. Um, you know, it's, how do we, how do we protect, how do we keep the business, how do we keep the business going? Right. Um, and sometimes you have to make those tough decisions, uh, with, with, uh, non-essential, non-essential staff, uh, and, um, you know, hopefully there's some people that we'll be able to hire back, uh, based on, you know, this, this stimulus or uh, things moving forward, but, you know, it's just, you just don't, there's a lot of unknown right now. Uh, so I think that's another thing that's striking fear in business owners and, and employees and people alike is, you know, that they've passed these stimulus packages, but, uh, nobody really knows there's a lot of gray area, um, are you gonna have to sign personal guarantees, right? Or what? What are what are the terms of the paybacks and the you know different things that that accompany these these uh, these loans and and grants and things? And uh, how how long is it gonna take to get the money, right? Um, we're we're uh, we're just like anybody else, you know. Most most businesses out there survive month to month. I mean, we don't have a massive savings account for the business, <laughs> so. We're, we were, we were, a lot of businesses were in full growth mode, um, expansion and, and, and things. So, uh, when all of a sudden it, things take a 180, uh, there's just a lot of uncertainty. And so you, you, you have to hedge and save and, and look at smart decisions, uh, on where you're spending your money. And, you know, our most, you know, our most important thing and right now is keeping our staff, um, making sure they can put food on the table for their families and uh, we can make the next payroll. So, you know, that's, that's what we focus on on a, on a daily weekly basis is uh, budgeting for that and trying to make that happen. Well, you know, and it's a tremendous amount of responsibility too, you know, so I commend you on that because it's, you know, it's this idea of we're going to have to make some layoffs um, that we cannot maintain right now. These people over here we need because we're hoping that, we can actually work and drive business through this time to sustain and expand coming out of this. And that kind of activity hopefully will allow us to actually hire you back. So in any ways, it's like just kind of almost like calling, calling an audible and be like, listen, 
it's not what I want, but if we if we if we are strategic about this and work diligently together and we have that open communication, you know, there's a good chance we'll hire you back, God willing, that you know, we that these these decisions we make today help us grow tomorrow. Um, but I, I and I commend you because that's that's not the conversations most people are willing to have. Yeah, and you know, I think another thing is, and I know other companies have done this. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're in this together, right? I'm I'm not s- sitting here taking a you know uh, a massive salary and letting people go just so I can keep you know paying my paying right. myself and and taking care of my family. You know, we've uh, I took I took a, a, a bigger cut. Uh, than anybody, um, and took a you know almost a fifty percent reduction in salary, uh, you know. But we've we've done a little uh, instead of trying to you know we we went and had individual conversations with everybody, and we did uh, we did some salary cuts, uh, just uh, reductions, um, just to just to be smart and and make sure that you know we you know everybody on the team is essential at this at this company right now. Um, you know, if I look at it and go, well, who, if I had to cut another, cut another person, who would it be? I, I, it'd be a, I mean, extremely, extremely tough decision right now. And I don't know that we do it. So, you know, we looked at, well, let's, let's, uh, let's try and reduce our overall payroll, um, so that we can still keep people employed and, and, uh, you know, guarantee that we've got a couple more payrolls covered, uh, you know, to get through this. And so, um, I think, you know, that's important. And I know a, a lot of companies have done that. Uh, they've taken, you know, 20 or 25 percent uh, uh, reductions in, in pay just to just to be smart. And, um, you know, it's never fun to have to take a take a reduction in pay. But, you know, uh, that that's, I think, what has to be done right now, um, you know, it, ac- across the board to make sure that we can continue on and and be smart about it. Well, first of all, thank you for the transparency about, you know, with what you did for you, because I, I think that leadership always starts at the top. Right. And it's like showing like, hey, I get it. I'm in it with you, too. And then second, I, I think it's cool that um, I feel like a company or an organization can almost unite even more as a family of like, listen, we're all in this together. So here's some options of how we can work together through this. I think that that I, I would I know if you base off of human experience and life experience that like working together through something, whether in your personal life with, you know, awesome family or in a professional life with your employees only makes you stronger of a, of a unit coming out of it. And I think it also it also starts to show this level of it, it expands a level of trust and respect like, man, these guys are really willing to we're all we really are all doing this together. We're all figuring this out together. I also feel like sometimes it ends up empowering employees I've been like, wow, they, they want me to stay through. They, they find me important to this organization. Um, and they're trying to find ways to keep things going for me and vice versa. So like they're supporting me. How can I support these, these amazing leaders back? I, I just, I think it, it overall expands the, the, the family, if you will. Right. I mean, you kind of sense yeah. it. Yeah. I, I mean, it does. And, um, you know, I've got my dad as as really helped start the company with me. Uh, my other partners. I mean, he was uh, from almost from day one, um, and he's my current COO. And uh, you know, he's he's working from home, and you know, there's a lot of Zoom meetings and <laughs> things going on right now. Uh, you know, it's different, but and that that's been that's been real positive. And you know, through the salary reduction, I mean, we had a lot of employees that were just grateful to have a job. I mean, it was. We were, we were nervous. I was nervous, you know, reaching out and had, um, you know, when we were talking to him, like, I don't know how this is going to be received. Right. Uh, when you're, you're telling somebody that you're going to reduce their salary by 25%, but, uh, really that they were, the response was, Hey, we get it. And I thought this was going to be, you know, I was getting let go or furloughed. Yeah. Um, so that was real positive. And I think it, it has brought the team together. Everybody's working as a team. You know, we get on Zoom calls, uh, video calls with 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 the teams. You know, we've split those up. We have daily calls now, um, whereas you know we used to have weekly meetings uh, before, but now we're having daily calls, and it's really helped kind of pull things together. From you know, we have a sales call in the morning with all the sales staff, and then we do a uh, you know we do kind of a inventory call, and then we do a, a marketing call, uh, and it, it really helps to kind of 
dial things in and, and, uh, and it's important. And, and, uh, you know, before this, just people were busy and, you know, we would do it once a week and, you know, kind of find out that, that, that just wasn't enough, um, to really communicate. And especially in that business where things are changing so quickly and, uh, you know, we've got uh, tons of opportunities and things like that. And, you know, one of, one of the, uh, guys that we've been uh we met at an event prior to this uh patrick warburton golf event was uh you know was les garland uh founder of mtv and you know something that he um he discussed was was opportunity right that even though there's a lot of negative and a lot of you know people losing their jobs and and business sets lost things like that through uh through adversity comes opportunity and i think that is is so true because we're finding uh, for our bit and, and it's different for each business. Right. But I think this is where you really have to get your head down and, and get into the weeds and, uh, and look for opportunities. Right. Um, there, there are opportunities, you know, uh, restaurants have shifted to the delivery or they've, you know, they've reached out, you know, you've got a, you've got Oso that, uh, a great uh, brewery restaurant, um, and they, they, uh, you know, have, I can't remember how many locations they've got, but they, I was in there talking to the owner yesterday and, uh, uh, he has shifted from brewing beer, uh, to making hand sanitizer for the hospitals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who would have thought, right. He's using his kegs to hold hand sanitizer and sell and donate to the hospitals. And so there's a big pivot, you know, that, that, that happened, uh, with the local company here, um, and so, you know, it's, it's seizing opportunities, uh, like this. And, you know, we've noticed that, you know, golf is deemed an essential business by, by governor Ducey here in, in Arizona. And, uh, but part of that is everybody has to have their own golf cart. Um, there's a lot of rules with golf now that have, have changed. And I think are going to really, <laughs> really going to screw with people's handicaps, um, because of these rules, but, uh, like the elevated cups and things like that has become more pinball now, um, when putting, but, uh, you know, we had a single rider golf cart and, you know, we were at 60 plus courses across the country, but, you know, now we've had co- courses reaching out going, Hey, how quick can we get golf units? Because we're allowed to be open right now and we're swamped. But if we have to put one person per golf cart, you know, it's a six or $7,000 golf cart versus a, you know, $3,800, uh, scooter and this social distancing, uh, you know, rules and things like that really falls right into the, the purpose of our, of our scooter. So, uh, there's been opportunities with that. Um, and so I think you just really, as a business, uh, as a, as a salesman marketing, uh, or, or business owner is looking, looking for those opportunities. And that's where we, uh, what we've been doing right is on the, on the daily calls is, okay, guys, what, what opportunities are there? Um, who have you reached out to and, you know, what are, what do you see? Uh, you know, there's no bad ideas, right? So uh, throw them out and let's see if we can, you know, if something sticks. Infinite problem solvers, right? <laughs> yeah, know, absolutely. Historically too, though, uh, you know, that's where most innovation has been discovered is in, is during times of crises. Um, because, you know, when the, when, when the shit really hits the fan, um, you know, it's about, it's about making those, core decisions that say how can we do things different and i mean throughout history you're seeing that you know throughout much of modern yeah. history um you know and and that's where you know there was a great like you know one of those memes online the other day that was showing like all the different businesses that were found during the last recession like uber and everybody else and it you know just kind of shows you how um they say the most innovation is found during times of crises and i think we're we're living through probably one of the biggest if not the biggest modern day crisis that really affects on a, a truly global uh, um, economic and societal platform. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing innovation happen daily from everybody. Like, just like you mentioned, like, and it's, it's cool to see, by the way, other businesses, because I, I wanted to ask you about that. But, um, yeah, you're hearing about all these other businesses that say, look, we've got the manufacturing equipment. Let's pivot. You know, we've got the distribution capabilities. Let's pivot. And right now there are needs with hospitals, medical supplies. There's needs with food delivery. There's needs with, um, you know, health and wellness. You're seeing so many different industries that still now have even more needs than they ever did before that 
you mm-hmm. know, businesses can truly look at and say, well, we have those capabilities. We never thought we'd actually enter into that industry. <laughs> you know, we distill vodka. What do we know about, you know, hand sanitizer? Well, actually more than you think. Um, are you, are you, are you just in general, you've seen this a, a lot amongst, you know, the, uh, the entrepreneurs and businesses out there, you know, not just with, with the OSO, but you're seeing this quite a bit. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, that, um, specifically, I mean, particularly in the restaurant industry and, and other things, I mean, I know a lot of, uh, guys that are using their connections to, you know, get masks, uh, to, you know, do different things. Um, you know, restaurants that, uh, I mean, they're doing to go alcohol. I mean, just different things, right. To, to try and survive and, and keep their, keep their restaurants to keep their doors open and, and things. So, and it really has brought a sense of community together. I mean, people, um, you know, are eating out more, going to, going to their local restaurants to support them. Right. They've got their, they've got their freezer stocked up for Armageddon, but they're, you know, trying to, you know, support the local restaurants and, and keep them in business. Um, and you know, that that's, it really has, you've seen the communities come together more businesses supporting one another, uh, you know, seeing how they can help and, and do things. And, um, so, you know, that, I hope that doesn't, you know, I think we've got a real opportunity as a country, uh, and and as a, and as a, and as a world to, you know, utilize this time. And hopefully, hopefully it doesn't just go back the way things were, right? I think there's a lot of things with policies uh, that that need to change um, and different things, uh, you know, both in the political climate and um, and, and economic climate. Um, and I think you're, you're, we'll see some things, uh, some, some uh, paradigm shift in that. Um, and, but I, I think a lot of it hopefully is, is for the better. Uh, you know, I, I, I really do hope that this isn't just a, you know, for the time being. And, you know, after you saw like New York after nine 11 and everybody was, you know, just friendly. And, you know, I, I hope there is a, a permanent shift in, in mindset for, for companies and, and, uh, and, and communities uh, likewise, um, you know, around that, that does take effect and take hold uh, because I think it's important. I think it's been a really cool uh, opportunity that, that we've been presented with, um, to be home and be present and uh, communicate and create community. Uh, just, you know, it's, there's something about, you know, uh, whether, you know, whether it's natural disasters or pandemics, what have you, that, you know, you really see people come together. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a really cool opportunity that we have. And so we're here to support the businesses and, um, and around and, and we just uh, continue to do what we're doing. Yeah. I, you know, listen, I, I think this is, um, 9-11, you know, really shook up a country and the world of onlookers. This pandemic, everybody, everybody is experiencing it like firsthand. So it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'd, I'd like to think that, uh, well, there's, there's a, you know, expression that, and I had posted about this the other day, uh, we can't return to the normal because the normal that we had was precisely the problem. Um, and actually it wasn't, it had nothing really even initially related to um, the pandemic. This was actually released last year. Um, but I thought it was a really interesting quote because, you know, old ways, right. Um, uh, won't, I don't feel like will really serve us moving forward from here. And the amount of community that comes out of this, um, is, is far more expansive. Um, once the playing field across the boards is, has been equalized, you know, and I, and I know, I know a lot of people, everybody's in different circumstances and everybody's having different experiences, but at the end of the day, nobody can really run from like a virus doesn't discriminate. <laughs> you know what I mean? like a, no, a pandemic no. does not discriminate. It's just like, listen, I don't care what you are. Like, if I want to affect you, I will affect you. Um, and so I from that standpoint, I feel like it does cause a lot more community like, oh, wow, this can affect anybody. Period. End of story. And knowing that you're watching you, you're right. You're watching, I think, a lot more community come together. And and, and interestingly enough, like a. Almost a, 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 a surge, not a surge, but like a, a revisit, if you will, back to some really core fundamentals. Like there was that meme online where it showed like, you know, family before the pandemic where they're all on their devices. And now it says during coronavirus, it shows them like all out there on their bikes, like together, we're all at a park or walking together and enjoying outside, which is, you know, irony in that. But at the same time, 
um, beauty in that of like returning kind of to, you know, um, closeness and community. And, and, um, you know, I've recently met some neighbors. I didn't know anything about them. And then we ended, we ended up realizing like how many aspects of our lives actually cross each other. And you're like, wow, I, you know, Hey, by the way, maybe I can make a, call, a phone call for you. I know exactly. I know the director of so-and-so that might be of help for you right now. And, um, and so I, I think it's, you're right. There's just so much opportunity right now, um, on a personal global personal level. And, you know, of course on an innovative professional level. So, um, and then with fleet, you know, <laughs> you, when were you, when were you planning on launching fleet? So we actually launched it at the, at the national restaurant show in Chicago last year. Yeah. Um, but it was just our prototype unit. Um, we wanted to kind of get a sense and a feel for, okay, what, you know, what is it? Is there some opportunity with, and it was very well received. And, uh, so we were really going to, we were really going to relaunch it this month at the, actually it was, would have been last, uh, would have been last week at the uh, at the National Pizza Show in Vegas, and then the restaurant show again in Chicago was where in May was where we were going to go full bore with it. So, um, you know, it it, it you know, that, and that's changed. Uh, but the positive is, you know, we've got we've we've got some real use case scenarios out there. We've got you know ten or eleven restaurants using them right now, um, and and we have some breweries that are doing beer delivery with them. Um, some things like that, but you know, it, it has helped in the sense that uh, restaurants were so reliant on just third-party delivery services and hadn't really thought about doing delivery themselves, uh, just because of the liabilities with you know vehicle and insurance, all that kind of stuff. And um, but you know, restaurants that we'd reached out to in the past that you know kind of were were iffy about it, you know, they, they're now no questions asked, like, hey, yeah, get me a unit. <laughs> I need, I need it. So it's, it's helped in that sense. Um, and we hope that that continues, uh, uh, come, you know, come over the next couple months and, and, uh, in, in the foreseeable future. You know, it's such a, such an interesting time, man. And, uh, and I'm glad, you know, I'm glad you guys exist. I'm glad you guys pivoted. Um, where, so everybody that's listening, uh, especially the, the small business owners, where can, well, everybody obviously, but where can they find out more about you online? How can they reach out? Like, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So, uh, our website is fatscooters.com. That's P H A T scooters.com. And, uh, and if they add a forward slash delivery in there, they can actually get information on the, on the delivery unit. Um, but if they go to just fatscooters.com, uh, and they can check out our products. They can also, uh, they can also reach out to us via phone. Uh, our phone number is eight, six, six, seven, two, six, seven, get packed into probably Eric, one of our, uh, our VPS sales and he can take care of them. But, and then you know, our, our handle on Instagram and Facebook is at fat scoot and they can follow us on there. Uh, we've got lots of cool, uh, you know, videos and images and things like that of you know celebrity owners and you know um, sports guys and just you know different people that submit videos uh you know so we have lots of good partnerships with companies like william murray golf um you know atmosphere tv which is you know chive tv and uh uh you know uh, g4 and peter millard and companies so we've we've done we've we really have a, a lot of support from our from our relationships there and we try and do uh do what we can back for everybody. And it, it really is a cool time and, and the product. So, you know, please, please visit our website, uh, give us a call or follow us on Instagram. And, uh, and we we're uh, doing a special right now for free shipping, uh, nationwide, um, to the local, uh, to, uh domestic United States, uh, continental U S. Uh, so that's a, that's a smoking deal right now. And, uh, we can get scooters into your hands especially since the weight on that can really be <laughs> that price for shipping can get up there. What was the phone number one more time? Just because it was cutting out just a little bit. Yeah. Phone number is eight, six, six, nine, seven, two, six, six, eight, seven. Awesome. Eight, six, six, nine, seven, two, six, six, eight, seven. That's correct. Perfect. I just want everybody to make sure that they got that, uh, especially the business owners out there that are like, hey, I need a solution fast. And and it's great that they can get on the phone with you and just maybe even talk about like, hey, here's what we've got going on. Does it supply? What are your thoughts? What are you seeing from, you know, other, you know, restaurants or, or grocery stores or things like me or other essential businesses? Um, it sounds like you, you know, you can also give a little bit of advice, uh, you know, um, for 
the use case of all of this as well too. Um, I, you know, and I, and I always ask like, what's next? What do you got coming up? But I think you're right in the middle of it. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. I mean, like, is there, is there anything in particular, you know, you want to let everybody know that, um, you know, that you guys are, you know, other than that you're working on this, uh, this, you've launched it officially fleet, you know, a week ago and that you're, you know, you're in the middle of it. Anything else you want everybody to know? Yeah, I would, I would say just, we have something for the whole family. You know, we have, uh, we have, you know, our little flex unit for, for kids and that's um, great to get around. We just came out with our uh, with our 2.0 uh, version. It's got a better, it's got a, a bigger battery in it. It's got rear suspension, things like that. Folds up, lightweight um, and fun for the whole family. Now the whole family can get out and go on a ride. Uh, but we really have a lot of different products. Uh, we have a lot of cool options with, uh, you know, Rockford Fosgate speakers uh, on there. Um, you know, we just, we, we're all about custom and making it your own and uh, so we've got the guys are working hard uh, in the back to get scooters out as soon as possible. And like I said, I take advantage of the free shipping right now. That's a, you know over a two hundred dollar value uh, for home free free home delivery. Um, and so I would really encourage people to take advantage of that. And uh, businesses, uh, golf courses, likewise, uh, get in touch with us. We've got all kinds of different programs available. Uh, other than just straight sale uh, via rental or lease, so um, take advantage of those options while we've got them. That's awesome, man. Listen, I really appreciate your time, uh, especially during, you know, a very unique time and, you know, also uh, making history. You know, we're, we're trying to do anything we and everything we can to con- consistently show up and communicate with the world, talk about the things that not everybody is, you know, uh, that everybody is in some way or another dealing with. And so I really appreciate your time and thank, thank you for being on the show. And I always, by the way, I also tell everybody, um, you know, every person that comes on, this is a journey driven podcast. So obviously, I, so what I normally say is three, six months from now, a year from now can look very different. <laughs> Never has that been more true than right now. But I was welcome to guest back on because because life changes so much and the businesses grow and expand and go into so many different routes. So you're welcome back on anytime. And we can talk about any number of other things that, you know, whether you're experiencing now or as we head into a you know, new phase of life. Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me on, Matt. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody listening, please, please uh, check out Peter Johnson, um, Fat Scooters, P-H-A-T-S-C-O-O-T-E-R-S.com, especially you business owners right now that are looking to make some pivots with your, uh, your del- in, a, in a delivery sense, if you will, uh, and obviously the, the general public at large, you know, in terms of um, supporting small business. But uh, please be sure to check out Fat Scooters. Check out Fleet, P-H-L-E-E-T, Fleet, uh, which is helping you know for the delivery service. And you guys can also call 866-972-6687. Uh, Peter, I appreciate you. Thank you again for being on the show. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. No problem. Hang back one second, and then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to connect. For everybody listening, uh, Peter Johnson, Fat Scooters, Matt Goddesman, Hustled Separately. We appreciate each and every one of you guys for listening. If you have any questions or if there's anything else you want to know or if there's anything you want to reach out about or anything you want to hear, please do not hesitate to ask. We are here for you, especially during some interesting times. Uh, and just want to let you guys all know, I really, really still appreciate uh, the constant feedback that comes in for the show. Uh, so as always, for Hustled Separately, we're out. <laughs>